Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a uh, Monday episode, a playoff preview episode of Prospects After Dark. Uh, my name is Kyle Reese. I'm your host for Birds on the Black and uh, uh, Prospects After Dark. Welcome into our little extravaganza. Now, uh, I guess we should preface this all by saying that uh, the Cardinals have made the playoffs. They're the fifth seed. Maybe you shouldn't be the fifth seed. Maybe they should be further down. Had they played the doubleheader today, God only knows what would have happened. But the Cardinals are the fifth seed. As we enter the the um, uh, San Diego Padres, uh, I'm excited about it. Games on Wednesday at four Central Time, uh, and uh, yeah, look, that's the lead up to this. Uh, as Drew Langley says, what a nice surprise this is. Yeah, I'm really excited for prospects after dark tonight. Um, uh, look, I'm not going to give you any from every other outlet uh, imaginable. Uh, I would recommend that if you want real good coverage for, hey Josh, what's up? Hello, Austin Stone. Hey, Kyle, I'm about to listen while I try to make myself puke from burpees. Oh, God, that's terrible. I will do everything I can to keep my uh, energy up to help your burpee session. Um, but look, uh, what I was saying a second ago is I'm not going to give you any information that you're not going to get uh, from somewhere else. Like, uh, read the Post-Dispatch if you want good analysis. Or read MLB.com if you want good analysis. Uh, I'm just going to talk like an asshole and do a lot of speculating, and we're going to get drunk in the process. Um, it's nice to have everyone here. Look, I, I know we haven't done Prospects After Dark as much as we normally do, uh, but I am very happy to be here. I'm very happy to talk about the Cardinals. I'm very happy to talk about a playoff berth uh, and more baseball. And also a busy week, right? Uh, if they if the series gets split on uh, Wednesday and Thursday, they play Friday, I believe. So a lot of baseball might be ahead of us. I'm, you know, I want the Cardinals to do well. I'm hoping for as much baseball uh, as possible. Drake Man says, I have homework to do, Kyle. So can't stay. Just wanted to pop in and say, you're awesome. Go St. Louis. Yeah, to you, Drake Man. Uh, again, as you guys might suspect, we're drinking the Four Roses uh, yellow label there. Uh, we love that Four Roses. To all of my people who are doing uh, schoolwork in the age of COVID. Uh, 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 anyways, um, uh, I say hello and welcome to Prospects After Dark. Go Cardinals, indeed, and uh, let's talk about it. 68 Inches and Ugly says, with the way the Cards pitching has been, do you think that gives them a legit chance to make a World Series run? In my mind, this Cardinals team isn't quite as good as last year's Cardinals team, and that you know that team, I guess, had a legitimate chance to make a World Series run. Uh, I do think that um, it, I feel a lot better if Carlos Martinez was healthy and pitching well. I feel a lot better if Jack Flaherty was pitching up to his standard that he the, the standard that he set in the second half of last year. Uh, but look, I don't know what to expect out of this particular playoff uh, extravaganza with four extra teams in, in each league. Uh, I have no expectations at all. Uh, I think we could definitely see some crazy stuff happen. And one thing that I would consider crazy is this particular Cardinal team um, uh, making a World Series run. Now, that's not to diminish any of their talent. Like I've got an issue with trying to find 28 guys on the roster we're taking. Uh, but I, I do think that the, their bulk of the talent that they have along with the pitching that they have makes them a, a really intriguing option here. Uh, look, anything could happen. The 2020 is a shit show of a year, not just with baseball, but in the world. And uh, crazier things have already happened in uh, mass as compared to the Cardinals winning a world series with this ro roster. Uh, Cardinals fan 022 says any word on Clevenger or Lamette? Uh, start uh, uh, static, starting for pads. Uh, by the way, Padres pads. I don't know if that's some kind of jinx. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but the Padres, I haven't heard anything. I heard that they took steps today to being ready to pitch. Um, Zach Davies is definitely going to pitch. It looks like uh, Chris Paddock in the in the in the paddock, um, ready to pitch if Clevenger and Lamette can't. Uh, and I haven't heard anything. I would imagine that we probably won't hear anything until Wednesday too. 
Uh, my guess is I'll get added to the roster. You've got two extra spots, right? You would have had in a normal postseason, you would have had 26 this year. So you have 28. You could probably carry them. Uh, I know they've got some decisions to make um, down the line with utility infielders and bullpen. Uh, but I would suspect that they're on the roster, and I'm anxious to see, and I haven't heard anything. Uh, Josh says, do you think I can stay? But I, I don't think I can stay, but you guys have a nice pad. To you, Josh, to all the pad people, to the Cardinals, I raise my glass. Edwin Pavizic says, I'm injecting all of the sports that are currently going on, may need help soon. Yeah, uh, right now is a great time if you're a sports fan. You know, uh, we're lucky here as Missouri fans, uh, Missouri football, even though they got trounced by Alabama, uh, we had Missouri football. A lot of college football fans don't get that. We had that. You know, we've got Cardinal baseball. Uh, we'll have another Stanley Cup playoff game if you're not opposed to watching the Tampa Bay Lightning play the Dallas Stars. Uh, everybody's been really loud about the NBA. That's exciting. Uh, yeah, take in Monday Night Football. Uh, put it on mute. Listen to me. And then mute me because you've probably had enough of me in a matter of just seconds. Uh, JT Frisch says, are you shocked about the playoff rotation decision? You know, I want to see the very best version of Jack Flaherty imaginable. And I am definitely one of those people who says, roll with your ace, uh, especially your ace in California. Now, where he grew up is a little bit different than San Diego. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is I'm a little shocked, but I'm not super shocked. And I don't really have a beef with any one of the three that they choose in whatever order they choose. Um, I'm anxious to see how much of, of Austin Gomber and Daniel Ponce de Leon we've seen. You know, I think that there's an argument to be made, even as good as Kim's been, even as good as Wayno's been, even as great as Flaherty can be, that those two have been your best pitchers down the stretch here. Even though uh, uh, Gomber struggled a little bit with pitch count, um, I still would have pushed him to the fifth. I get why they were conservative with him, but um, I, I on Sunday, that is. Uh, but yeah, look, I, I think the Cardinals have pitching depth. I, I don't really have a preference one way or the other. And I'm anxious that we get to see Adam Wainwright make at least one more start uh, uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals and one more playoff start. My brother Scott says, I'm happy to talk about your birth. Uh, T4 Salito says, just what, the, uh, just what the doctor ordered for this Monday evening chat. Hello, Mr. Forcelito. How are you? I raise my glass to all of the pad people. Uh, I'm going to have a lot of trouble talking, it appears. Uh, and it's been a while since we've done it, which makes sense. <laughs> to Iowa neck who says, hey, Jack, ask to you, Derek. Uh, let's see. Oh, hey, oh, Mr. Carlson is in here. Uh, come on, your analysis is way better, and it's a lot funnier. Thank you. I'm glad that you said that. Uh, to Mr. Jeff Carlson, it's been really great to watch Dylan come out of his shell. Uh, uh, you know, I don't really know what to say. Look, this is what we knew we were going to see out of Dylan. We knew we were going to see more of it. This happens sometimes with young players. Uh, he got screwed a little bit here and there, hit into some bad luck, found his way back down to Springfield, and now we're definitely seeing the version of Dylan Carlson that we have seen at the minor league level. So to the Carlson family, we raise our glass. Uh, Tara Wellman, hello, Tara, how are you? Uh, well, I guess the biggest glass raise, boy, I'm going to go through booze tonight. The biggest glass raise goes to the lovely and talented Tara Wellman, who was just engaged last week. Um, I've got nothing but the most... Uh, admiration and respect for Tara, as everyone should. Tara is the ultimate class act uh, in all of Cardinal Twitter, but maybe in humanity. Uh, so to Tara Woman, Tara, I, I genuinely, authentically say congratulations. You're a great person. Uh, I'm happy for you. Uh, I'm happy for your happiness. And uh, to you, congratulations. Let's see. Beat the hashtag beat the Padres from Jigsy. Uh, we're going to find out. Uh, again, I think that this could be a really good series. Now, I want to say also for the record to show you how dumb I am. I thought that the, the series between the Nationals 
and the Cardinals last year was going to be a really good series, and the Nationals just swept right through the Cardinals, just blew right through them. Uh, that's also some of the volatility that comes with postseason baseball. Um, I know this. I know all of a sudden the Cardinals can score nine runs, and it doesn't make any sense to anyone. I know that their pitching is good enough to shut down really good lineups kind of out of nowhere. Um, so I don't know what to think. I'm very excited about this series. Uh, one way or the other, I think two things are going to happen. I think we're going to, A, be very lucky to watch a very exciting Padres team, uh, and, B, you're going to have a lot of really angry old-school B-fibs kind of angry at uh, Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis Jr. online, and I'm very excited about watching that happen. Uh, Derek says, Kyle Reese for hitting coach. What a disaster. You want to know how uh, you you want to know how I would teach these guys to hit? I would tell them to swing at everything, and I get fired in a week. Just swing, just go up there and swing, have some fun, enjoy yourself. That's how I taught the little leaguers. Uh, <laughs> JT Bodnerhar says Clevenger. I just met her. I like that. That's like an old school joke there. I like it. Uh, uh, Jeff Niehaus says Kyle, vacation on Lake Michigan. What's up? Ooh, to the beautiful Lake Michigan, to the beautiful Jeff Niehaus, who I've never, ever seen in my life. I raise my glass to you, Jeff. Enjoy your vacation, bud. Just sitting here uh, hoping to uh, talk some Cardinal baseball, or maybe not. A la Moses. Uh, hi, Kyle. What up from Atlanta? Uh, uh, that is April and my cousin Charlie. Hello, Atlanta Bureau of Prospects After Dark. Welcome uh, to Prospects After Dark. It's nice to have you. I haven't really talked to you guys a lot lately. Uh, other than to patronize Charlie via text and also my brother Scott via text to Charlie uh, about Scott's willingness to buy sections at a time at stadiums. Uh, and that's why we love Scott, uh, who is also here. Uh, Bopa Doof says, what up with Malcolm Nunez? I don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I have any information at all about any prospects uh, at all. I don't know anything. I, I had very little uh, information at Springfield. Um, and now I've got nothing at all because nothing's going on. And it's a bummer. Um, I would suggest he's still playing baseball. That's as good as I'm going to be able to do for you, and I'm sorry about that. 68 Inches and Ugly says, you should try Four Roses Small Batch. I love the small batch, and I love the single barrel. I love Four Roses. Uh, the reason I get that is I really like it, and it's affordable. So that's why I get the yellow label. But I've had plenty of small batch, and I've had plenty of single barrel. And I also respect your taste in bourbon for bringing both of those up. Jigsy says, uh, poach a hitting coach from any team we traded a player to. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe uh, Tampa Bay or Cleveland or uh, San Diego. I'm really anxious to see. And, again, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's focus on the couple games ahead that they have against the Padres. But I'm anxious to see what happens this offseason with Jeff Albert. As uh, Mark Saxon reported for The Athletic, Mr. Albert's contract ends at the end of this year. They signed him to a two-year deal. And that gives the Cardinals an option here where they don't have to fire somebody, but they can look elsewhere to – fill the hitting coach position if they so choose. And that's going to be a really interesting offseason storyline. Uh, but again, let us I'm, I'm putting the cart before the horse. Uh, let's not get too excited there. But it's going to be a, a, a very, very intriguing offseason story. Donald R. and a bunch of numbers says, what are the odds of Wayno and Yachty returning? I think our young arms would benefit from them. Yeah, I think that it's uh, it's very easy to believe and understand why both Wayno and Yachty would uh, help support some of the younger arms coming through the organization and why the two of them would be a huge benefit to the younger arms. I am of the opinion that it's a hundred percent that they're both going to return. Um, I, I definitely think it, pardon me. And I see the dots that connect like Yachty to the angels. And of course there's a lot of talk about wherever Yachty goes, Wayno will go. Uh, but you know, I, I believe, I believe that Wayno's coming back unless he gets hurt in his final start. Uh, knock on wood. Hopefully that doesn't happen. We love Wayno. We're pulling for Wayno. 
and also, look, I, I think that when it gets down to it, I think that uh, Mr. DeWitt has a soft spot in his heart for those legacy players. That's part of the reason why Matt Carpenter is still a Cardinal. That's part of the reason why Matt Carpenter got the contract that he did. And uh, I think that you're going to see Yachty back, I, especially if fans can come to the stadium. You know, I don't see them acquiring much from the outside. So you're going to have to have like your one big star, the guy who is a top 20 Jersey sale um, uh, there, you know, and I think that's why they bring back Yachty. If there's any chance at all that there's fans or not, you know, I, I just don't see them going out and spending money elsewhere, you know, like for an Arenado or something like that for Arenado or something like that. You know, anything could happen. I don't know what this market's going to look like, but I do believe that they have their built-in star, their built-in, uh, 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 person to get people into the gates. And uh, I, I think that that's the direction they go. I, I believe it's a hundred percent, maybe, maybe because I don't, it's not absolutely definite. You never know what's going to happen with Wayno. Maybe you drop it down to like 90. Uh, JT Vonderhaar says, have you done any looking at 2021 draft? Any guys uh, sparking your interest? You know, JT, other than like the top guys who won't be there when the Cardinals draft 18, by the way, I want to thank whoever it was that uh, uh, fixed my, my tweet mess up. I had a bad day on Twitter today. Uh, but I said initially that they drafted 19th, which is where they would have drafted had the Astros not forfeited their first-round pick. Instead, the Cardinals will be drafting 18th, which is exciting, right? I like an 18th pick. That's exciting. But in that realm, I, I have not. You know, um, I thought that without having minor league baseball, I would be invested more in preps and showcases and stuff like that. And I, uh, I haven't. Uh, instead, I get on my exercise bike and I drink and I play video games while I watch the Cardinals play. Uh, so unfortunately I don't, but I would imagine in the off season, uh, especially as we start to understand and hear more information about what the minor leagues are going to look like and, uh, uh, contraction and, you know, like the Appalachian league end up becoming a woodback college league. Like I would imagine that here in the coming weeks, coming months that, uh, it'll be a lot easier to dig into that stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brendan Wheeler says, What's the chance we see Libertor next season with the Hudson injury? There's a lot of talk right now, uh, and mostly because Mr. Mazalak brought him up. And, you know, uh, the incredible Derek Gould wrote some great articles about some stuff going on in Springfield about Matthew Libertor, uh, the prospect that the Cardinals acquired last year for Jose Martinez uh, and uh, Randy Rosarena. The deal was a lot more complicated than that. Uh, but, and all the reports from Springfield have been positive were positive. I think that there's a chance you see him next year. I don't think it's at the beginning of the year. Again, you look at what the Cardinals have. Uh, depending on if they move Carlos Martinez, they still have a whole issue there. Uh, they have Austin Gomber and Daniel Ponce de Leon, who down the stretch here kind of earned a chance to fight for that spot. We both know, we all, we both know, me and the one other person watching. Uh, uh, we all know that the Cardinals are high on Jake Woodford. There's a very good chance that Jake Woodford gets a shot. Uh, I would think that unless Matthew Libertor absolutely blows them out of the water next spring training, whatever spring training looks like next year, uh, that the chances of starting the year are zero, but pretty good chances that, uh, as the, the season progresses. You know, he was supposed to be at Palm Beach. He was going to start the year at Palm Beach. I bet he jumps Palm Beach. I bet he starts at Springfield, and I bet he's at Memphis at the very least by the end of the year. The, the whole missing the minor league season uh, and how the minor leagues are reorganized and what that means for a lot of these guys is going to be fascinating to watch next year if minor league uh, 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 baseball is upon us. Cardinals fan 22 says, in a way, I hope that was Yachty's last at bat so it can be a triple play. How funny would that be? If only it, was, it wasn't on the first pitch, right? If only he uh, hit into the triple play uh, 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 swinging at the first pitch. That's the only way it would have been more uh, uh, appropriate. No, 
I don't see any way where it's his last at bat as a Cardinal. Donald R. And then a bunch of numbers says, looking forward to years of Carlson. Yeah, we we are all looking forward to it. And we've, you know, I, look, Mr. Carlson knows this better than I do. And Dylan knows it better than I could ever imagine. Uh, so does Jeff. So does Mr. Carlson, by the way. But what I saw and why a couple weeks ago or a couple games ago, I said, let the Carlson era begin. Let the Carlson reign begin is the presence was there and he showed that presence when he first got brought up to the major leagues. It just, he hit into some bad luck, had some bad strike calls. Uh, and then it just kind of like it all compounded on him. And that's gone. That, that compounding, that, that pre- like not pressure. I don't know how to put it. I'm, I'm doing a terrible job of describing it, but just as somebody who's watching television, it all looked like it was gone. And he looked like a professional, that professional that we saw at the minor league level. And uh, that's what it looks like. And that's why this is different. Why it's not just some rookie uh, uh, surging onto the scene that might uh, fade into oblivion. Uh, it, it's real and it's exciting. And as Cardinal fans, we are going to be lucky to watch him uh, for, for hopefully what is hopefully for years to come. Uh, hello, Braun, not Brown. How are you? Hitting is in uh, Mr. Mr. Carlson says hitting is all timing. Finally getting his timing down. He will be fine. That's and that's the easiest way of putting it. And that's the way I definitely should have put it. And I'm so glad that Mr. Carlson is in here. Uh, to set me straight and to clarify that, that's that's what I'm saying. He just, it was like the timing was there. Uh, obviously, Mr. Carlson's the best. Braun Not Brown says, can't say this enough. I'm happy for your eyeballs for their much-needed assistance. Yeah, uh, I, I we get a lot of complaints about me not squinting anymore, which is a, a, a letdown. Every once in a while, I'll take them off and squint just for the aesthetic, just for nostalgia, really. Uh, but to all of us that have glasses to stop us from squinting like jackasses, Mm. Derek asking some good questions. Do you see Ravello in the organization next year? I do. It's going to be really interesting to see what the Cardinals do with the 40 man. You know, they've still got a clogged 40 man. They've got a lot of decisions to make there still. Uh, I would imagine they're still going to have to protect people from the rule five. I don't know what the, the rules are there. I think that that stuff is still very fluid. Total guess if it's fluid or not. And uh, yeah, I do think Ron Hill Ravello will still be in the organization. John Nagowski is going to be a little bit more interesting to, to, to watch, but Ravello is the kind of guy that I would suspect Mike Schilt likes a lot. Um, he, he contact oriented, got a little pop in his bat. You know, they, they weren't exactly afraid to play him in the outfield and he's a good defensive first baseman. So I would suspect Ravello. It's some of the other fringy guys, uh, Max Schrock, uh, John Nagowski. Those are the guys that I'll be most anxious guys that they could have protected from the rule five last year that they decided not to and who weren't drafted. Uh, Iowa next is any fall ball updates, you know, Derek, I, I honestly don't have any information at all. Uh, these last couple of weeks have been kind of disappointing. Uh, I haven't heard, uh, anything, uh, about anything, you know, uh, even some of the stuff I was hearing about, uh, uh, replacement leagues for the lower levels and the minors. I haven't heard anything. And, uh, I'm, I'm just like you guys. I don't know what's going to come next. And I guess we're going to all find out together. Jeff Niehaus says we got Highland Park and Dickel tonight. Good. Uh, we raise our glass to everyone. Uh, again, pick up whatever you're drinking. It doesn't have to be a booze. It doesn't have to be a, a, a beer. It doesn't have to be alcoholic. Just pick up your water here. I'll pick up water for this one. Uh, uh, water, whatever you're drinking. We raise our glasses to Cardinals fans. We raise our glass to a successful 2020 season. Maybe not as successful as we all would have wanted for a lot of players. Uh, but the Cardinals, after a 17-day layoff, after a COVID scare, uh, after many more than a scare, many players testing positive for COVID, uh, the Cardinals made it through 58 of a potential 60 games, going through a gauntlet of double headers and stress and night after night and night after night. 
Uh, we raise our glass to the St. Louis Cardinals, to Cardinal fans, uh, in the trying times of 2020. JT Frisch asks, should we have just tanked this year to get that higher draft pick? Uh, I don't think so. You know, I think I think that there's a small argument to be made, a very small one, and it's not an argument that I'm going to make because I disagree with it, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I guess to a degree, I understand why people would make the argument that maybe the Cardinals not making the playoffs would jumpstart the front office to be a little bit more aggressive about acquiring a, a, a better bat to help, you know, Carlson and uh, uh, Goldschmidt and then the top of the lineup, Wong and Edmund. Like, I get that. I understand that. Um, but that's not going to uh, – um, oh, Giff sent me an art, a link that says 2020 Arizona Fall League season canceled. I'm sorry. That did happen. I completely forgot. That goes to show you where my mind's been. Uh, but I get that. I don't agree with it. Look, I want the Cardinals as competitive as possible. I want them in the playoffs as often as possible. Playoff baseball is the best. Anything could happen. Uh, do I think they're going to win the World Series? No. Do I think that they could beat the Padres? Yeah. And then anything could happen from there. And uh, so, no, tanking is never good if you're finding your way into the playoffs. Uh, again, I, I get I get the frustration by fans. The other thing that's tough about tanking is you have to, you have to assume that the guy you're going to draft is going to pan out perfectly. And the Major League dra Baseball draft is tough. You know, especially if you're drafting a prep player, you're talking about not finding out exactly what that player is until maybe four or five years down the line. Uh, you know, draft, you know, say they tank and they finish outside of the top five, you know, you, you miss out on Rocker and Lighter and Lawler and House, you know, like uh, you just tanking. The act of tanking is only as good as your ability to develop whatever you're tanking for. Uh, and the Cardinals, it's not like they could have tanked and then drafted and then traded off a bunch of pieces for a quick rebuild like that's not going to happen uh so no i'm never for tanking especially if you have a chance to make the playoffs 68 inches and ugly says yadi is returning because he wants a farewell tour with fans present same with wayno you know uh I, I can't speak for either of them uh I, I think a lot of i don't know i i don't think so like it makes more sense for me that wayno would want that than yadi you know uh but Maybe with Wayno, I don't think so with Yachty. I think I think Yachty has a method to his madness, and I think he likes to be recognized uh, financially as much as by the fans. Hey, freaking cards! It's great to see you. Uh, to freaking cards, to cards gifts. Good life, Sean asks a great question. Have you ever seen a player go from hitting ninth to clean up from one game to another? No, you know Mike Schilt does some weird stuff. Uh, I understand why he waited a little bit to get Dylan Carlson up in the lineup. I would have liked for him to have crept up a little bit earlier, a little quicker, maybe sixth and then fifth and then fourth. Uh, you know, ending the season as your number four hitter just kind of out of nowhere, even if it's deserved, is kind of wild the way it all happened. You know, uh, the Tyler O'Neill thing where Tyler O'Neill would hit fifth and then get pulled from a game and then hit fifth the next game. That was a whole wild experience. Uh, you know, uh, everyone seems to love Mike Schilt. The players respect Mike Schilt. Uh, baseball writers will vote for Mike Schilt as a manager of the year. Uh, so I am not, it's not for me to criticize him and his methods, uh, but uh, I'm probably going to anyways because I'm drinking and God only knows what happens when I drink. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy stuff and I don't understand any of it, but it's nice to see Dylan up in the top of the lineup where he probably deserves to be. Uh, Donald and a bunch, hey Graham, what's up? Uh, Donald and a bunch of numbers says, can Pat Mahomes play left or close? He is dealing. Uh, now, I'm not watching any of the Chiefs Monday Night Football game, uh, but to uh, to the my cross-state rivals, 
the Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to need more booze, Jesus Christ. Uh, we raise our glass uh, to the Chiefs, to Patrick Mahomes, uh, to the Stanley, the Stanley Cup winners, the former Stanley Cup winners, St. Louis Blues, and the former Super Bowl winners, the Kansas City Chiefs. Hmm. What a fucking asshole I am. Uh, Iowa Neck, when do they sign Bader to a lifetime contract? You know, uh, Harrison Bader, out. I think he out-hit expectations. The, the stat line's really weird, right? Because you look at it and you're like, that wasn't particularly good. That wasn't really good. But he has a, w, a WRC plus of a 113, which means he was 13 better, 30, 13% better than league average as an offensive producer, which is freaking wild when you think about it. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if somehow he gets a contract extension. I, I would never be surprised. We hear it on the broadcast. You know, uh, Danny Mack and, and especially Jim Edmonds are constantly rooting for him. Uh, it, it's it's very loud. It's very prevalent to each their own. They're, they're allowed to do whatever they want. They're probably better at it than I am. But, yeah, so God bless Danny Mack and God bless uh, uh, Jim Edmonds for rooting for him. Uh, I'm anxious to see how the Cardinals handle that. Uh, that tells me that the organization loves him. Uh, and it would be very Cardinals to lock up Harrison Bader after a year like that. Uh, T. Uh, Barrand says, Wayno should be back next year with Hudson injury. I Again, I am hopeful uh, that we have another year of Adam Wainwright. Iowa Next says, you think they give Helsley a chance to start next year? I think that the Cardinals will definitely come to camp with as many of those those relief pitchers, potentially in a position to uh, stretch out. Again, we talked about it. Woodford, Gomber, Ponce de Leon, uh, Johan Oviedo, maybe Ryan Helsley. Uh, Matthew Libertor, somebody brought up. Zach Thompson uh, was also brought up. Yeah, I would suspect that a lot of those guys come to camp with the potential to be a starter. Again, I don't know how realistic it is. Uh, but remember, we have a lot of moving parts uh, uh, with Hudson being injured, Tommy John. We don't know what's going to happen with Carlos Martinez, if the Cardinals bring him back next year. And if they do, uh, if they don't move him, uh, will he be in the starting question? Will he be in the bullpen question? Uh, there's a whole lot of questions there. Uh, but I would suspect that guys like Helsley and maybe some some of the other uh, fringy bullpen. And I, when I say fringy about Helsley, like Helsley's a mainstay in the bullpen for me at this point. Uh, even though he struggled this year, even though he hasn't looked as strong or showed the velocity that he showed pre uh, being diagnosed with COVID. I just think that uh, you, you come to camp with as many starting options as possible. B Rick force says, apologies. If I missed this thoughts on CMART, I'm bummed. You know, he hasn't looked strong since he came back from uh, COVID. Uh, he didn't look good before he got hurt and he got beat around a lot. He, when he wasn't throwing strikes, he was throwing strikes right down the middle of the plate and it was a damn travesty. I will always root for Carlos Martinez. Um, and I'm hoping for the best for him, even though I don't have like the highest hopes about what's going to happen. So uh, my thoughts are, look, if you can move him in a deal for a bat, you have to do it. But uh, again, I don't know what the market's going to look like. And uh, I don't know what his market looks like at this point either. Uh, Revex Shadow says, besides Carlos Martinez, who do you think is the most likely to be traded this offseason, if any? You know, I think that... Um, the Cardinals have some pitching depth. I don't see them moving multiple pitchers unless they get another pitcher back in the deal. Uh, so, you know, I, I would think that it would come down to, like, Carlos Martinez, you know, Jake Woodford, Daniel Ponce de Leon. Like, Daniel Ponce de Leon, speaking of dental, Dan, think, speaking of Lamette, whose first name I, I'm going to butcher and whose last name I'm probably butchering, uh, Lamette for the, the Padres, like, Ponce de Leon has a lot of control issues, command issues, especially at the beginning of the season that he needs to work through. Some positive signs that we saw down the stretch here, whatever down the stretch is in a consolidated 58-game season. 
there were a lot of positives, but he reminds me kind of like that last year. He kind of reminds me of the 2019 version of Lamette. I think Daniel Ponce de Leon has a lot of value, and it's the kind of value that I don't think the Cardinals are going to move. Uh, I, again, for me, it's like Seamart, Woodford, Gomber, I could see having uh, enhanced value. And then, you know, from a hitting perspective, you know, to me, Tyler O'Neill seems like the kind of guy that the Cardinals are going to trade. Uh, and also, we see the average, but there are a lot of measurables there that make Tyler O'Neill a very, very intriguing option for a lot of other teams. Uh, and also, I think if Tyler O'Neill gets out of St. Louis, I think he starts mashing. It's my own belief. I'm obviously biased. I obviously have been uh, spewing that rhetoric for a while, so take that for what it is. Uh, but those are like the names that come to my mind. Andrew Kisner, depending on what happens with Yachty and Weeders, uh, that could be very likely. Um, Maybe a couple small trades here and there. Maybe somebody like Ravello gets moved. Remember, remember, the Cardinals have a 40-man roster crunch. That's going to be really interesting to keep an eye on, too. So those are just some of the names that come to my mind uh, off the top of the head that have not been thought out. It's just spewing nonsense. CardsFan022 says, I know we're not there yet, but this offseason is a chance to improve the offense a little. Yeah, you know, maybe we were talking about it with our friend Noah Snelson uh, on Twitter earlier in the day. And I think that we all are assuming that you know, cheap players, their value have skyrocketed and guys with big contracts that might be underproducing that their values down. Like you might be able to trade a little less to take on finances, but I don't know how many, you know, like I'm sidestepping the names like Nolan Arenado, right? Nolan Arenado has a lot of money. He has an option. You know, maybe he's not going to cost as much in prospects as he would have if we were coming out of a normal season. First off, I, if I'm the Cardinals, I'm a little leery of that, not only because of the finances, but what is now an injury uh, history. And, I just don't know what that market's going to look like. I think it's reasonable to think that a, a contract of Arenado's caliber isn't going to be as hard to acquire coming out of this financial uncertainty. Um, but I just don't know what organization would take on that finance in this time of financial uncertainty. It doesn't, to me, seem like something that the Cardinals would do. Uh, we're going to have to wait and find out. But I, I do think that, like, Whatever an offensive upgrade looks like, it needs to happen. And even if the Cardinals win the World Series, they're going to win it on pitching and not making mistakes, running the bases well, playing defense well. That's their best chance uh, of winning a World Series or winning a series in the playoffs at all. Uh, it won't be offense. Like, they might get some bright spots offensively. Again, like, I wouldn't be surprised if the top four in the lineup, uh, Wong, Edmund, uh, Goldie, and Carlson, do some damage. I just worry about all the other guys at the, the, the back end of it and what they're going to do. You know, yeah, he's got a special moment in him. That's going to happen. We can all bank on that in some capacity. Uh, but other than that, like, the, I don't believe that the Cardinals are unaware of how deft or how bad their offense has the potential to be if they don't get an upgrade. Good Life Sean says, what was your favorite cardboard cutout? Uh, there was supposed to be some of me. I didn't even look it up. I didn't want to know once I got to thinking about it. Uh, any Star Wars cardboard cutout is good with me. Fan of Sports 14 says, if they win the World Series, do Wayno Yachty retire? Man, I'll say no. Again, Yachty, it seemed like Yachty's chasing that paycheck. I wouldn't be surprised if Wayno retires at that point, but I want more Wayno, so hopefully not. Uh, when he hits them, they are majestic. Uh, that's right. Uh, JND old number seven says, did Tio get his shot this year? Stats Tio over DC, uh, X two plus home runs, walks more prorated, better defense. I don't know, man. You know, uh, uh, when you're talking about a guy making his major league debut, you kind of throw stats out the window. And I know that that's, it's a tough thing to say. Uh, what I would say is that 
I think that Tyler O'Neill has made some great strides this year. Uh, I think that everyone talked about him striking out. I still think he strikes out too much. Uh, but he incorporated the walks that everybody wanted. Sure, he flew out uh, to little dinkers in the infield too often. He grounded out to the left side too often. He was still susceptible to sliders. But the, 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 the strides that he showed measurables-wise, defensively, on the bases – uh, and the ability to take a walk, make him a really intriguing piece. Again, a lot of times we get into this, who do you pick over who? Uh, I still like both of them a great deal. Uh, I think that both of them have a substantial career ahead of them at the major leagues. Uh, I just am curious about what kind of value Tyler O'Neill would have on the market because I think he actually, even though he hit sub 200, I think he actually added, because of the measurables, to his potential trade value Uh and I think a team that's smart and savvy is going to optimize that skill. Hack them up. Carlson changed when hit, when hit pimp that latest home run. That's hilarious shit. I love that. Matt Huff. Well said, uh, Iowa neck have your thoughts on Tyler O'Neill change at all this season. Yeah. Look, um, this is what I'm going to say about Tyler O'Neill. I still think he's an offensive producer. I still think in the right environment, he's going to produce offensively. I think that there's some wild shit that happened with Mike Schilt in the lineup. Uh, that doesn't make it a, doesn't like make an excuse for Tyler not to hit. Uh, but I saw a player, and I feel like we can all attest to this, that was caught in the middle, right? Uh, a slugger that was caught in the middle of expanding his approach, trying to incorporate more walks without without striking out more. And that's what I feel like I saw. I still think that there's a balance to be hit there, and I still think it's going to be hit. I think his best option is the best thing for him would be to hit that in a different organization because I don't have any faith in the Cardinals to handle it right or Mike Schilt to handle Tyler O'Neill right. He just doesn't. There's something there that I just don't understand, and I'm, I'm alluding, and I just can't figure it out. Um, but do I still think he has a chance to be an above-average offensive producer, uh, better than 106 or 109 WRC plus for a couple of years? Yeah, absolutely, I do. Uh, I just think that um, – and also, you know, he got screwed a lot on strikes. That doesn't excuse it either. You still need to do the best you can with what you have. There's still a lot of things to be concerned about. Uh, but – you know, he made a lot of strides. I still think he can be an offensive producer. Uh, maybe I don't think he's a 50 home run guy, which I never did. Maybe I don't think he's a 40 home run guy, which I never did. Uh, but I do think he can be a solid offensive producer in the right environment. Hack Muff, Trey Nagowski yesterday, in my opinion, only 1% strikeout rate, T.O. over D.C. Again, we're not even talking about the same amount of at-bats. We're talking about two different stints. Uh, you know, uh, you'd, you'd want to go back a little bit, compare Tyler O'Neill's rookie stint to Dylan Carlson's rookie stint to maybe get something a little bit more accurate. And even then that's not accurate because you're not talking about the same hitting environment. You're not talking about the same, uh, uh, pitching environment either. Uh, Ryan Shul says, Oh yeah. Danny Mack, when he uh, called the Bader home run, the big Mac land that hit off of Fred bird's painting, which was hilarious. Uh, cards gift says no foul ball announced last week. That's right. I- I've had two, uh, two Cardinals gifts to Ryan Shul to everybody here in prospects after dark. I'm going to get another drink of water. So I, uh, I've had a couple busy weeks at work, so I haven't been able to like, uh, uh really dive into a lot of stuff. So to Car- thank you gifts for the help. Uh, Matthew Trueblood, Matthew Trueblood, a baseball prospectus says it is interesting that the pirates were the only team to steer into that tanking notion this year. They picked a good year to tank if they wanted to tank with with Rocker and Lighter at the top of the 2021 draft. Those are some uh, pretty advanced collegiate pitchers uh, to to key in on. So I guess it makes sense. 
Yeah, the pirates are bad. To Alex Chrisafoli, I raise my glass. Uh, Hackmuff says, trade for Spencer Torkelson. That'd be a pretty amazing thing. I'd love to see Spencer Torkelson. I'd love to see Detroit trade Spencer Torkelson to the St. Louis Cardinals. That'd be a wild, wild experience. Trade all the Arizona State guys, right, Hackmuff? Uh, Maggie, hello, Maggie. How are you? Welcome to Prospects After Dark. To Maggie and Al and the kitty's name that I can't remember. Oh, Minnie and Minnie. Al and Minnie and Maggie, we raise our glass. Maggie says, I've been a terrible fan this year. Anytime I've turned on the game, it's been boring and frustrating. And I think that's how we all feel. Um, even for games, like I watched every minute of every game that I possibly can. And the truth is, they're a frustrating team. Uh, they're a frustrating offensive team, specifically. We've had a lot of really good pitching. Been a little frustrated with maybe some, some of the bullpen, maybe some of the bullpen management, maybe some of the rotation. Uh, but the pitching overall has been very, very good. And when you watch them, that offense, for the most part, has been super frustrating. And whether you're watching a little bit or a lot, there's no arguing, Maggie, that every Cardinal fan feels that. And that's that's kind of how that's kind of why I feel like John Mazalek has to feel that too. Mike Gersh has to feel that too. Um, I heard. Uh, Mike Schilt right before the trade deadline talk about doing the best he can with the guys that he has. And that also sounded to me like he was frustrated with maybe some of the personnel that he had at his disposal. So I would, I would suspect that if it's possible in this particular environment and climate, uh, baseball climate, baseball environment, the Cardinals will do everything they can to get an offensive upgrade. Whatever that looks like is probably something that we as fans would disagree on. Uh, as compared to what Mr. Mazalek would say. Matt, the HVAC, the HVAC guy says, what did you think of the DH in the NL this year? You know, I didn't have any thoughts about it at all. It didn't bug me once. Uh, now that you ask it and I think about it, I kind of liked it. You know, more than likely, Brad Miller doesn't get... Uh, now, this could be a double-edged sword. Brad Miller had five or six great games and was pretty terrible for the rest. Uh, so maybe Brad Miller doesn't get to play then or... Uh, you know, I, I do wish the Cardinals had a viable DH option. I wish that there was something, uh, and I, this is something that I did not expect. I thought the Cardinals, one of those young hitters, especially in the outfield, would step up and present themselves as a hitting option, whether it be in the DH or in the outfield, and then someone else would be able to DH. And it didn't work out that way. It's a bummer it didn't work out that way. So uh, my thought is I like it. I'm fine with it staying forever. It doesn't bug my enjoyment of it. Uh, I apologize to the people who are seriously against it. Uh, and I'm sorry for disagreeing with you. Uh, look, it's happening. It's whatever. Uh, hopefully the Cardinals use that as an option to get a real powerful uh, difference-making bat uh, in here. And also, hopefully, whatever bat they bring in is optimized because the Cardinals have kind of a thing now where they're not optimizing their bats. A uh, fan of Sports 14 says, Pittsburgh's tank job. That'd be a great name for a band. Uh, Hack Muff says, Harrison Bader hitting a baseball into Big Mac land is illegal. That was really cool. Uh, you know, again, uh, our own thoughts about uh, maybe some of Harrison Bader's like long-term sustainability, but I am very happy uh, for that. Harrison Bader had a big game yesterday. He was the offensive catalyst for the St. Louis Cardinals, played a great defensive center field too. To Harrison Bader, we raise our glass. What a great game yesterday to help send the Cardinals uh, into a solidified fifth spot in the playoffs. Our good friend Zach Gifford, who is no longer here, says over under 4.5 runs in the whole series. Two-game series at least. I'll, man, I will take the over. Uh, that's only because I don't know what to expect out of Clevenger or Lamette. Uh, if I thought that both of them were playing, I might take the under. Derek says, uh, it was great to see Ankiel back on the pregame. 
I'll take Rick Ankiel uh, for pregame or in the booth or whatever as often as possible. Ankiel is the best. 68 Inches and Ugly says, would you be disappointed if I said I was a diehard St. Louis Cards and Las Vegas Raiders fan? Absolutely not. Look, um, I, I have a very uh, open mind when it comes to rooting interest in sports, right? So I love sports. Sports play a very important part of my particular life. But the truth is we're all different. We all have our own interests. We were all exposed to different things growing up. So if you like the Raiders, good for you. If you like the Rams, good for you to our friend Holden Cantor. Uh, you know what? Honestly, if you like the Cubs, uh, fuck off. No, uh, good for you is what I meant to say. Sorry, I have these moments where my brain just trips out. But fuck off, but also good for you. Uh, if you're a, a Reds fan, you know, good for you. Uh, we all are united as our, in our interest for the St. Louis Cardinals. And as long as that interest is there, as long as we are all uh, uh, expressing those interests, I don't want to say rooting, because I always I try not to It's a, I tell a weird line where I root, and I try to just be as – unbiasedly analytical as possible and also goofy and funny is off. I'm look, I'm just trying to entertain people. Uh, but if we're all here to root for the Cardinals and we have other rooting interests, there's nothing wrong with that. Whether whatever sport it is uh, uh, or even in the sport of baseball, which we're all here to celebrate and talk about. So to the Las Vegas Raiders, I raise my glass. My brother, Michael was a big Raiders fan when I was a kid. Oh, God, we used to listen to that every Sunday. To my brother Michael, to the Raiders. Who is your cleanup hitter for game one? Here's what I do. I hit, I hit Dylan Carlson second. Oh, no. I hit Paul Goldschmidt second. I hit Dylan Carlson third. And I hit Paul, Gold, or Paul DeYoung uh, fourth. Maggie says O'Neal is going to pull a void once he leaves. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm anxious to see what happens with, you know, I know a lot of people hate Lane Thomas, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if Lane Thomas goes somewhere and does well. That whole Lane Thomas thing this year is wild. I don't even know what to expect out of that. But Maggie, I'm with you uh, on your thoughts about O'Neal and Voight. Donald R. and a bunch of numbers says Kmart, Jmart, and Cmart. Sad memories from the past $500. I, I don't fully know what's going on there, but I love it. Yeah, look, uh, I'll do pretty much anything for $500, so I'm right there with you. Heck Muff says it's out of character for the Cardinals to get Nolan, but not unfeasible. I don't know. I think it all depends on how this market manifests this offseason. You know, if if it looks like they're going to be able to bring fans back next year, I think you might see a team like the Cardinals be a little bit more aggressive bringing salary in. But I also think it all depends on what happens with Yachty. You know, if Yachty's going to cost another $20 million over, you know, per year over the, you know, for two years, I think that kind of limits what the Cardinals can do there. I, I think that the Cardinals would more than likely stick with some of their younger players and still bring Yachty in. Again, I think Yachty's priority number one for Mr. DeWitt. Uh, I think just like with Matt Carpenter, I think that Mr. DeWitt will have the final say in how he signed. Um, so I, I think that, I think that what we know right now is without knowing if fans are going to be in the stands, we don't know what the market is going to shape up to be or what it's going to look like. And I, to your point, Hackmuff, it isn't unfeasible that the Cardinals might trade for Nolan Arenado. But I do think that the circumstance uh, financially has to be exactly right for it to happen. Uh, Iowa X says, so what minor league teams are they getting rid of besides the Appy League? So, of course, uh, as it's been reported, the only thing that I've heard is it's Johnson City and State College. Uh, so all of the low A levels, you know, it was also announced as we talked about just a little while ago that the Appalachian league, 
uh, was being changed into a collegiate wooden bat league, which is really interesting. That's going to be a fun thing to watch, hopefully. Again, it all depends on what's put on television, what's put in front of our eyes. Otherwise, it's just going to be something that happens in uh, Appalachia? Appalachia? How come 400 years later I can't get Appalachian right? Uh, it's going to be something that just kind of gets lost down there. Again, that's something that should be on MLB Network as often as possible. Uh, so, uh, and as Derek also asked, thoughts on the new Appy League. I'm disappointed to see any minor league baseball uh, disappear. Uh, I love every version, every uh, iteration of it. So I'm a little heartbroken about it, but I think that what they're doing with the Appy League is a really cool thing. And again, if you want it to be successful, you have to get it in front of as many eyes as possible. And I don't know if that means MLB Network or MLB.com, but you have to get it in front of people. You know, maybe make it part of whatever bastardized MILB TV you decide to introduce to MILB fans. Uh, whatever it ends up being, you have to get it in front of the eyes of fans for it to be successful. So I like the idea. I hate that they're contracting the minors. I get why they're doing it. Uh, I like what they're turning the Appy League into, if they have to turn it into something. But uh, the execution is really what matters next. Cardsfan022 says, I love how well Carlson played this last week and a half. That shows he will be the starter next year. Yeah, there's no doubt that Dylan Carlson will be in the starting outfield next year. Jeff Carlson for hitting coach, to be honest. I'm with you. The tricky, I'm with you. I would uh, I would gladly take Jeff Carlson as part of this coaching staff. Hey, VHS, hello. How are you, Maggie? Uh, hello. Uh, 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 Cards Gifts, hello. Uh, Allah Moses says, I am a boomer. How can I watch this game on Wednesday without ESPN? Um, you could uh, watch it. You, what you do is you drive to, to San Diego, right? The game's in San Diego. Am I wrong about that? Uh, you drive to San Diego and you stand outside the gate and you watch it. And I wouldn't put it past you, Charlie. I wouldn't put it past you. Um, all you have to do, look, Google, just stream on just uh, uh, in the little Google search bar, the Google search bar there. You just put watch baseball live and just click on links and hope you don't get infected in your computer there. Uh, Good Life Sean says, if in only 23 games, Randy Rosarena had seven home runs with a 1.022 OPS. Can he sustain anything close to that? No, no, I can't imagine anyone sustaining anything close to that. But he can have a really good career uh, uh, for a very, very long time. Uh, let's see. Uh, CardsFan022 says, what is your opinion on Carpenter this year? He looks lost. Yeah, his swing looks slow. He's running to some home runs. Uh, I root for Matt Carpenter endlessly. Uh, I, I want him to have a successful, what will probably be his last season as a member of the St. Louis Cardinals in 2021. Uh, but at this point, I think you're talking about optimizing him as a matchup option uh, moving forward, unless he takes huge strides this offseason. Uh, I love Matt Carpenter. He's a great guy. He's always put the Cardinals before himself, and I want him to be successful. But this year just gave us no reason to think that it was going to happen. Uh, uh, Kite Shelby says, will the birds pick up George Springer in free agency? Again, it's not something that I see happening. Uh, you know, they still have a bunch of outfielders, you know, uh, Dexter Fowler is going to be a starting outfielder next year. Harrison Bader is more than likely going to be a starting outfielder next year. And Dylan Carlson is going to be a starting outfield next year. Uh, so unless they move that, that's your starting outfield. That's what I think is going to happen. I, I don't see them moving Dexter Fowler. I guess it could happen, but I don't quite see it happening. Uh, and then you have a DH, so you could get a little creative, I guess. Maybe George Springer's your DH, but I don't see the Cardinals investing a lot of money into someone who could only be a DH or, you know, especially with 
I, I just think that there's a lot of other outfield options that need to move before something like that happens. And again, I don't know what the financials look like for the Cardinals. I don't see them getting into a bidding war. Uh, 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 I don't see them getting into a bidding war for somebody like George Springer. And again, I don't know what a bidding war for George Springer is going to look like coming off of this 2020 season. Uh, Derek asked, is Brad Miller that bad defensively that he was always the DH? Yeah, I think that uh, I think that Mr. Schilt gets into situations where he just likes to stick with what's working, uh, even if what's working isn't really working. And I think that that had a lot to do with it. Like he looked bad at third base. Uh, there's no getting around that. Uh, I would like to. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it, there was nothing that showed. There was, he showed nothing in the 2020 season that would make you think that he was better than the bad that he showed. Uh, James Rhodes says, "Would Cards fans slash players look past?" Uh, Trash can gate if Mo took a look at Springer. Look, I, I don't doubt that the Cardinals will look at every available free agent. It just matter, matters on what their price tag is. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I, I really don't know. I think that there's a certain section of fans that will never be happy with John Mazalek at this point, regardless of what he does, uh, whether it be trade for Nolan Arenado and sign George Springer at the same time. But I do think that the Cardinals need to do something to make their offense better. And if we enter 2021 without any type of offensive upgrade, uh, I don't think that people are going to be happy about it. It doesn't mean that they won't still come to the stadium after missing 2020 completely. It doesn't mean they won't still pour their money into the product. Uh, I just think that uh, uh, that lights the fire underneath John Mazalak's hot seat uh, more so than anything else imaginable. They, they definitely need to pursue – a true offensive upgrade. Victoria Dryden says, I can't believe I missed this notification. Hello, Kyle. Hello, Victoria. Welcome to Prospects After Dark. You haven't missed anything. We've been going for about 50 minutes or something now. Uh, honestly, uh, I'm anxious to see how much longer we go. I am. I have talked quite a bit. I need another drink of water. It's been a couple of weeks since we've done uh, uh, Prospects After Dark, and I am running on fumes already. Uh, it's also been a busy couple work weeks, uh, uh, so I um, the fumes are obvious. The fumes are obvious. I don't know. I'm an idiot. Uh, Hack Muff says, but if you like the Blackhawks and Cardinals, absolutely not. Yeah, no, no, we don't have time for that. Sorry. Thank you, Hack Muff. Thank you for setting me straight. Cardsfan022 says, let's hope and pray that the club, the Cubs get swept by the Marlins. That would be perfect. Uh, uh, Cardinalsfan022 says that would be hilarious. It would be hilarious. It would also be perfect. I am very much here for that. Uh, again, you know, more than likely Don Mattingly. I don't know how – I'm not even a Don Mattingly fan. Uh, but I think that – I don't know how you can make an argument that Don Mattingly isn't the NL manager of the year. Uh, good for the Marlins. If there is such a thing as a Marlins fan, to the Marlins fans, I raise my glass. Oh. Uh, Ala Moses says, watch baseball live. Sure. Uh, you – Charlie, look, you do whatever you want. Uh, Matt, the HVAC guy, says, who do you start in the outfield this series? Who do I – I don't know, man. Uh, Carlson, Dexter Fowler's in there, and probably Harrison Bader. Uh, I think that uh, I think that that's more than likely what we're going to see on a game-in and game-out basis. I, who would I start? I don't even know, man. You know, I, I, I don't even know. I, it's all righties. So, you know, Bader and O'Neill are compromised. You don't bring Austin Dean because Austin Dean's a waste of a roster space. Uh, so, yeah, more than likely, regardless of who I'd start, I would definitely start Carlson. 
I'd probably start Fowler. And Bader has been an offensive producer as compared to every other player on the roster. So those are your three guys right there. Hack Muff says Cardinals will only invest into a DH if Pujols is available. I would love to see how that would go. Uh, Derek says, you see Edmund playing a utility role again next year. I would suspect that we see that. Yeah, Derek. Yeah, I would suspect that that's something we see more often than not. Um, I would think that he's probably going to be your everyday third baseman on a uh, a relatively regular basis, uh, depending on, you know, what happens, of course, with Matt Carpenter. But I just think at this point, uh, depending on what Mr. Schilt decides to do, um, I I would suspect that you're going to see more uh, of Edmund at third. You know, I I think that next year, uh, Harrison Bader has done exactly what they wanted him to do offensively. So he's your center fielder. I, I think that Dylan Carlson has earned a spot in the outfield, and I think Dexter Fowler has earned a spot in the outfield, and I think that's the direction that they'll go. So I think that more than likely he'll he'll probably spell those guys every once in a while. But I think that more than likely you're going to see him getting more at-bats at third base than anywhere else. Maggie says, I feel like MLB lost a bunch of interest this year, and they were already struggling before. Uh, you know, when the, when the games first started, their ratings were through the roof for the younger generation. And as we saw earlier, and we were talking about in the Birds on the Black um, a, a, a group message, uh, they're trying their hardest to market to a younger crowd. I'll be anxious to see what the playoff ratings are like for that, that whatever it is, 18 to whatever it is demographic, because that seems to be the, the demographic that the Cardinals are marketing to and hoping for the Cardinals. But baseball is marketing to and hoping for, and it was the the, the demographic that was it resonated with uh, – early on in the year. Maggie says just too many other sports to watch and such a loss of any small momentum they had. Yeah, it's a good point. Again, I think these playoffs will tell us exactly, uh, exactly where the interest in major league baseball lies right now, especially with so many of the older fans saying that they hate all the new rules. Um, and, uh, uh, so many younger fans with so many other things to watch. District Loon says, think the front office is kicking themselves for not signing Ozuna. No, I do not. I think the Cardinals valued the draft pick. Uh, and, you know, look, I don't know much about Marcelo Ozuna, about what goes on in his personal life. I know that he's in tremendous shape. He's in the best shape that he's been in since he was a Miami Marlin. I also know that his wife beat the shit out of him and he got his mind right. Uh, I also have a feeling that he wouldn't be having success that he has uh, with Atlanta if he were a member of the Cardinals. So, do I think, yeah, yeah, I think Mike Schilder would love to have Marcelo Zuna, the Atlanta Braves version of Marcelo Zuna, uh, in the middle of his lineup. I think that John Mazalek would love that too. But I think that we, uh, I don't think it would have happened here with the Cardinals is what I'm trying to say. I have no faith in the Cardinals' ability to, that's my thought. Uh, Donald uh, R and a bunch of numbers says, Puig for DH sounds like low-hanging fruit. Yeah, it does, it does. My question with Yasiel Puig is, is he the kind of player, the kind of person that the Cardinals would sign? I, he doesn't seem like it to me, but yeah, bring him on. Who cares? Bring on all the hitters, bring on a million and a half hitters last off season last year. I kept saying, give me every sign, every low hanging fruit lefty that you can trade for every low hanging fruit, left-handed bullpen option that you can get him in the bullpen. Eventually one of these guys will be good enough for a short enough period of time that it'll get you where you need to go. That's kind of how I feel right now. Look, bring Brad Miller back. He's not going to cost you anything because he was bad outside of five or six games this year. Uh, bring him back. Why not? Would you rather have him or Max Schrock? You'd rather have Brad Miller. Uh, uh, then, sure, bring in Yasiel Puig. Bring in every option you can while also uh, uh, 
finding a true offensive upgrade, whatever that looks like. Remember, there was a time when Marcelo Zuna was a quote-unquote true offensive upgrade, and he was, but only at like a 6 to 9% uh, uh, level, which is good, which is exactly what the Cardinals could use. Many of that they could use. Uh, but there's something going on here that doesn't make any sense, that players are just worse when they're a member of the St. Louis Cardinals. I don't know what it is. I'm not smart enough. Someone else is smart. Uh, do it for me. Matt, the HVAC guy, says, would you pick up Andrew Miller's option next year? It's already been vested. They don't have a choice. Uh, would I have done it if it was a, a club option? No, absolutely not. But he hit his requirements in order for it to vest. So Andrew Miller will be a St. Louis Cardinal for the 2021 season. Good Life Sean says, NL Central got half of the NL playoff spots. Is that rewarding mediocrity? Look, the, uh, the whole thing about expanding the postseason to eight teams per league is rewarding mediocrity. So, yes, it is rewarding mediocrity. That's what happens when you expand, when you double your playoff spots, in essence. They went from five to eight, technically. So it's not doubling, but you get the point I'm trying to make. Derek says, I'm assuming Justin Williams didn't get enough at-bats to show you anything one way or the other. Yeah, what did he do? He started two games. Uh, I was, you know, his first at-bat, he got a pitch that he normally doesn't get. Uh, when I What I mean by that is they didn't throw it to him, a pitch that he normally doesn't receive from a pitcher. I mean, he hit a ball that he normally doesn't hit, which is exciting. Uh, and then he struck out on pitches that he normally hits in his second at-bat. Just to kind of give you an idea of the volatility of his very, very small sample size. So, yeah, I didn't. I don't feel one way or the other about Justin Williams uh, and what he showed in a very small sample. 68 inches and ugly says, I personally was only pissed that the Cardinals didn't re-sign Ozuna after finding out what he signed for. Yeah, the, the one year at whatever it was, 18 mil or whatever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think that when you look at things on a long enough timeline, it changes your perception if you're willing to look at them on the timeline. If the Cardinals have an aggressive offseason this year where they bring an offense, then I'm fine with it. But I also am fine with the Cardinals using that time, using this season to explore their internal options. Remember, when they let Ozuna walk, we didn't think we'd only have 60 or 58 games to find out what the Cardinals had. You know, we needed to find out about Lane Thomas and Justin Williams and Tyler O'Neill. And the only one we really found out about was Tyler O'Neill. And people are disappointed about that. But um, we know that now. We know that the Cardinals now have to go find an offensive upgrade, whatever that looks like. Again, I, I don't think it's going to happen in the outfield. I think Harrison Bader, Dylan Carlson, and Dexter Fowler are probably your, probably your strong, well, not strong, but when I say, let me rephrase that, your strong starting outfield, I would imagine that that's probably penciled in pretty heavy for the St. Louis Cardinals. I don't think it's a strong outfield necessarily, uh, but I think that's probably penciled in pretty heavily for the St. Louis Cardinals. For 2021, they need to find an offensive upgrade somewhere else, whatever that looks like. Uh, again, I think most of us will look to third base. Some people might look to second. Again, I think that the Cardinals pick up Colton Wong's option. I'm, I'm not really worried about it. Maybe it's short. Maybe they can figure something out there. I don't really know there because, you know, Paul DeYoung, I, what is that? Uh, but the Cardinals have to get creative. They have to enrich this offense. And whatever that looks like, I, I, I don't know. But if you're only looking at Marcelo Zuna in that moment, and what he did as a member of the Atlanta Braves this year, that I, I don't think that's exactly looking at things uh, with a full lens. Derek says, nobody seems to want to admit, but Tyler, Tyler Webb was pretty good this year. Tyler Webb has been pretty good for two years. How crazy is that? You know, Mike Schilt's uh, adopted uh, long-lost son, not even adopted. Mike Schilt's long-lost son does a pretty amazing job on a pretty regular basis. His stuff isn't good. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know why he doesn't get hammered every time he throws a baseball. 
Uh, but he doesn't get hammered every time he throws a baseball. So I'm talking like this in a shock, uh, somewhat Russian. It's like I am Russian, but I am trying to be American and reading off of a teleprompter. Tyler Webb is here. He is going to execute me if you do not send rubles. Uh, yeah, no, Tyler Webb deserves a ton of credit. To Tyler Webb, uh, we raise our glass. Drew Langley, based on current prospects, what's your too early projection for cards foreseeable future? <sighs> Three years down the road. Uh, a lot of mediocrity. That's my guess. I would imagine that the Cardinals are right above 500, right at 500, uh, with a very, very uh, frustrating team and good pitching uh, to, to uh, distract us from the fact that the offense is trash. That's where the smart money is. Victoria Dryden says, sorry if you talked about this already. Do you think the Cards pursue Bauer? No, no, I do not think the Cardinals pursue Trevor Bauer. Uh, somebody with that prevalent of a social media uh, uh, following and voice is not something that they will pursue. Now, I know some of you will say, well, what about Jack Flaherty? Well, they drafted Jack Flaherty, so I don't, that, like, it's apples and oranges. I can't imagine a situation where the Cardinals sign anyone who is as outspoken about the sport as Trevor Bauer. I can't, not in this administration. There's no way. VHS, Ozuna tested the market, and the market rebuffed him. Uh, not like he could go back and take the QO. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. You know, we talked about it a lot on Prospects After Dark a year ago, that we didn't think that Marcelo Ozuna would get the contract that a lot of other people thought he was going to get, and he didn't. And it's because he wasn't good as a St. Louis Cardinal. He did not, like, he was, let me rephrase that. That's not fair. He was a terrible fielder as a St. Louis Cardinal uh, without an arm to throw a baseball. But he did some really good things offensively as a member of the St. Louis, St. Louis Cardinals, but not anything that you would be like, oh, my God, they can't live without that. But the truth is the Cardinals can't live without it, and that's how bad their offense is. Their offense is. Uh, he, this Atlanta thing, by the way, real fast. Uh, this Atlanta thing with Adam Duvall, who's always had power, just hitting monster home runs, and Ozuna hitting home runs, and Freeman, and, like, that ballpark's meant for mashing. And I, I'm anxious to see what kind of contract Marcelo Zuna gets in the offseason. And I'm anxious to see uh, where he goes. And I'm anxious to see what kind of production he has there. And I'm also anxious to see if his wife beats the shit out of him again. Uh, but VHS makes a great point. Ozuna tested the market, and the market rebuffed him. Not like he could go back and take the qualifying offer. And, again, he signed for less than the qualifying offer, right? Am I wrong about that? 68 Inches and Ugly says, What's your opinion on the card sh uh, shopping Wong? What do you think they could get? I uh, Look, Colton Wong is a very important member of the St. Louis Cardinals. I would imagine he has value throughout the league because of how good he is defensively. After that rough start to the year, he's been pretty good in the leadoff spot. Uh, I would imagine he has really, really strong value. I don't think that the Cardinals would do, hurt themselves to shop him a little bit and see what they can get for him. Uh, at least you have Tommy Edmond that can play second. But then again, what do you do at third base at that point? You know, Nolan Gorman's not nearly close to being ready. They don't really have an option there. You know, Alaris Montero, what is that? I, I don't even know. I haven't, I didn't even hear, I heard very little about what was going on in Springfield there with him. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. You would have to get the right return for trading someone like Colton Wong and with a team that, comma, unless they get a huge offensive upgrades on numerous levels, comma, is built on pitching and defense. I don't understand how trading Colton Wong makes your team better. And the people who think that they might not uh, pick up his option, that's crazy talk to me. I don't understand why they would do that. There's, I mean, even with the financials being what they are, 
I don't understand why they would do that. Cardsfan022 says, what did you see of DeYoung the last two weeks? A lot of Ks, maybe lack of rest. Yeah, maybe all of that. You know, Paul DeYoung has shown in the past an ability to really struggle when he doesn't get the appropriate amount of rest. But, uh, yeah, look, I see him swinging at a lot of high strikes. It seems like fastballs up and out of the zone have really gotten him with two strikes. Uh, it seems like breaking pitches low and in the heart of the plate are getting him. He's doing some pretty good stuff with breaking pitches low, but it seems like low, low out of the zone and in the middle of the plate are really what's getting him. Uh, it just seems like the Paul DeYoung that we've seen uh, in every minute of every day, uh, other than April to May of last year. Didi Normandia says, don't have a question. Just wanted to say thanks for Pat tonight. Needed a break from setting to you, D.D. Normandia, to all of my pad people here on a Monday night prospects after dark as we prep for the St. Louis Cardinals playing the San Diego Padres uh, in the 2020 postseason. Uh, we raise our glass to all of the pad people and to you and to all of our studying people right now. Real fast, I'm not sure if it's going to happen or not. I haven't talked to Giffs or uh, Mr. Gifford or uh, uh, Miss Wellman, soon to be Mrs. Whatever, Mrs. Siri Suggestion or whatever. Uh, but I would imagine over at Birds on the Black, after these playoff games, we'll be doing blacked out. It's a quick little 10 to 15 to 20 to 25 to 30 minute a recap of what just happened in the Cardinals playoff games. I am really looking forward to that. If the games get weird, I'll do one. Uh, but I'm anxious to see what Zach and Tara have to say after a game. Hopefully we can make that happen. And if they can't, I will do everything I can to be a part of it myself. Uh, and so you should check out Birds on the Black for that because Blacked Out is a really cool thing. And also, uh, one more time, to our good friend Stu Styles. Uh, I'm going to put a pour a little bit more because I'm out. But to Stu Styles and Enchill and Cardinals Gifts for the amazing game recaps. Again, uh, what goes on at Birds on the Black, Birds on the Black with the game recaps is second to none. It, it's, it leads the pack by many, many horses. Uh, so to Stu, to Enchill, to Gifts, I raise my glass. Those game recaps are beautiful. To, to Stu for keeping score. Uh, just amazing stuff. Uh, again, so privileged to be a part of Birds on the Black. Again, check out uh, Blacked Out. Hopefully we do it. VHS says, plenty of room on the Tyler Webb wagon. Yeah, look, we love we love Tyler Webb. Uh, VHS tweeted out a picture of Tyler Webb and his girlfriend, and Tyler Webb looked like he was cheesing. Uh, 68 Inches and Ugly says, why don't you think Gorman is close because he's not? Uh, and for Wong, what about Glaber Torres? Why would the Yankees trade Glaber? There's no reason for the Yankees to trade him. Uh, but sure, yeah, whatever happens on MLB The Show, feel free to go with. Uh, Gorman isn't close because he strikes out too much. And he's off balance a lot when he swings. And he's susceptible to breaking pitches by righties. Uh, if you have a problem with the way Tyler O'Neill plays and Tyler O'Neill hits, then you're really not going to like 20-year-old Nolan Gorman. The, the ceiling is still there. The potential is still there. And again, we don't know what happened on Springfield. This was going to be a big year for him. We were, we were going to see what kind of adjustments he made in the offseason, a very important offseason, as he entered the 2020 season, and he didn't get that. So why isn't he close? How about this? None of the minor leaguers uh, that didn't make a major league debut, that missed all of a minor league season in 2020, are not close. Not one of them. There's no way you can be close and miss an entire season of baseball. Absolutely not. Derek says, uh, do you see them bringing in anybody from the outside for the bullpen? I think that they have a lot of pitching options. Uh, I think that they, I mean, we know that they feel confident, confident with Roel Ramirez, even though he got blown up. He was one of the last guys that they, uh, they, they DFA'd. I think they like Jesus Cruz. I think that they like Nabil Krismat. 
Again, I don't know what these guys are, what's going to happen with these guys, uh, but I don't think that they, they do that. And also, look at their lefty situation. They've got Hennessis. They've got Tyler Webb. Uh, Andrew Miller's coming back. So, no, I, I don't necessarily think they bring in an outsider from the, for the bullpen. If they do, it'll be somebody on a minor league contract. It won't be something like Trevor Rosenthal. Uh, again, you know, Alex Reyes becomes the big question mark here. Will he get a chance to stretch out? I think that's, you know, as we enter next year, that'll be the big question. What happens with Seamart, Alex Reyes and Seamart? Um, but they might have the back end of their bullpen locked up with Gallegos and Reyes and Hicks coming back and uh, Genesis Cabrera and Tyler Webb and Andrew Miller and Ryan Helsley uh, and Cody Whitley. So I don't, and Giovanni Gallegos, if I didn't say Giovanni Gallegos, like, I think that they have their arm options. It's just a matter of what kind of starting depth they have. And that says nothing for Austin Gomber and Daniel Ponce de Leon and Johan Oviedo and Tyler, uh, Tyler O'Neill, Jesus, uh, and Zach Thompson. Victoria Dryden says, I don't see them moving long. I don't either, Victoria. Good life. Sean says, with the current roster, Edmund should be the everyday third baseman. I agree with you. Enough with the outfield and utility roles. Yeah, look, uh, nothing positive has come from putting a bunch of infielders in the outfield. It, there's, it's nothing but bad. That's not to diminish Tommy Edmonds' athleticism. Tommy, Tommy Edmonds is a super athletic player who has handled the outfield when it's been thrust upon him. But just make the guy the everyday third baseman. Uh, Iowa Next says the extra inning rules are back to normal for the playoffs, right? I'm, I'm not 100% sure about it. It was something I meant to look up, and I completely forgot. But I do not believe that this, the runner uh, uh, on second to start the extra innings is going to happen. I'm pretty sure that it is not. Matt Irwin Music says, I think that Hudson situation just kept uh, Carmart here for another season, though. Uh, another season thoughts. I don't necessarily think that, right? Because next year you would have, if Wayno comes back, Flaherty, Kim, Wayno, Ponce de Leon, and then Gomber. And then, again, if Seamart isn't a part of the equation, you're still talking about Woodford potentially stre stretching out, which is something that the Cardinals, I think, would do. Uh, Alex Reyes potentially stretching out. Ryan Helsley potentially stretching out. Uh, I think that they still have options. So I don't necessarily think that it's a foregone conclusion that Hudson going undergoing Tommy John keeps Carmart here. I think the market for Carmart is what will keep Carmart here. You know, you're talking about uh, some, you know, one really good month out of the bullpen in 2019. Uh, you're talking about a struggling coming from coming off of COVID uh, in 20 uh, in 2020. Yeah, I don't necessarily think that uh, Dylan, uh, Dylan Carlson, Jesus Christ, I'm such a moron, uh, that uh, uh, Dakota Hudson's Tommy John keeps Carmart here. Uh, let's see. Uh, 68 Inches and Ugly says, okay, Wong, Martinez, and Ravello for Glaber Torres. Yeah, it's going to take a lot more than that. You're talking about uh, you're talking about prospects. Look, Glaber Torres is a financially controlled player for many years. You know, I would think you're talking about Libertor, Thompson, and Gorman probably for Glaber. And again, why would the, the Yankees would not trade him? Donald, kid, Donald R. and a bunch of names says, is Kisner still heir apparent to trade bait? Is, is Kisner still heir apparent or trade bait? I Both is my guess at this point for the Cardinals front office. I know that that seems like a contradiction, but I would imagine that's what's going on uh, right now in the Cardinals front office. Cards fan 22 can we talk about Reyes and Cabrera? They were both really good, yeah. Uh, Andres, Andres says uh, with the sick face about Hennessy. Yeah, look, uh, Cabrera, Reyes, Gallegos in the back of a bullpen is pretty good, and that might just be enough to be, like, shut down. Like, it kind of reminds me to a lesser degree of those Royals teams that found their way into the World Series 
with with that lockdown bullpen. Uh, it could very well be, you know, you get enough offense and some good base running with a lockdown bullpen, anything could happen. P.S. I've been drinking with you, so bear with me. You're fine, 68 inches and ugly. I love it. I love it. Oh, KJ Dunn, 97, says Miles Michaelis. Yeah, I forgot all about Miles Michaelis. Yeah, Miles Michaelis, more than likely still part of the rotation. Yeah, so there you go. Just another arm that um, uh, will maybe make Carmart a little bit more uh, expendable. Sorry, I, I completely forgot about Michaelis. You know, I, I know he underwent surgery, and I know it was for a flexor tendon. And in my mind, I just assume if you have surgery on your arm, you miss a season, which isn't the case. They said he was going to be ready to come, to go in spring training. Uh, so there we go. Uh, Iowa next says, does Johan come off of the dirty 35? I don't know what to do with the dirty 35. I'd like to take him off, but I'll probably leave him on. I don't even know how to do the dirty 35 at this point. More than likely, we'll just do prospects after dark a lot. Uh, and I won't write a goddamn thing because I don't know what to write. If the Cardinals make it back, maybe I'll watch a bunch of that prospect. But I don't know what to think at all about the Dirty 35. How do I change the Dirty 35 when we didn't see any minor league baseball? Um, we'll probably just republish those articles and hope for the best. Uh, VHS says, if Woodford weren't a first-round pick, would he be anywhere near the MLB roster this year? Yeah, you know, if you look back at his stats, he's look, Jake Woodford is like the pro- Jake Woodford is the prototypical like St. Louis Cardinals. Like, yeah, just kind of push him. Just kind of push him. Just kind of push him. I do think that he would be a triple A. I don't know if he ever would have made a major league debut. Uh, you know, but he's like, he's like Anthony Shue, uh, all of that type of player. Like, I do think that uh, Jake Woodford would be, would have been a triple A knocking on the door. I just don't think there would have been any urgency to put him on the 40 man and probably not any urgency for him to make his major league debut. Uh, Iowa next says, Angel Rondon get a shot to start next year or bullpen arm. I would, I would suspect that Angel Rondon uh, is a, bullpen arm if he makes a major league debut but will be a starter at the minor leagues if there is a minor league season all right real quick i I, so for the first time during prospects after dark or maybe the second time i have to use the restroom so we're going to end prospects after dark to all of my pad people i love all of you to mr carlson to karen carlson to dylan to tanner carlson to the carlson family we raise our glass to the hicks family jason jennifer jordan uh their lovely daughter we raise our glass to the hicks uh to all the pad people look on a monday night as we enter a playoff series against the San Diego Padres in a 2020 season that was super fucked from the get-go. We raise our glass to Cardinal baseball and just as many more games as we can get. Uh, uh, to Cardinal baseball, to pad people, we love you. That last shot is going to be a doozy. Holy shit. To all of my birds on the black people. Uh, to Cardinals gifts. To Enchil. To Ben Cerruti. To Zach Gifford. To Tara Wallman. Uh, to uh, Cards gifts, who I'll say again. Um... Who am I forgetting? To Stu Styles, who does those amazing, amazing recaps. To my lovely and talented uh, Zach Gifford. To Alex Crisofoli. Uh, Zach does nerds. Alex, nerds on the black. Check that out. Alex and Tara, they do chirps, which I love. It's amazing. It's wonderful. Chirps of the week is my favorite thing on earth. Uh, uh, to all of my birds on the black family, uh, what a weird year. But to you, I raise my glass. If there is a case for thrusting a 19-year-old into the majors, is it not this year? No, don't call Gorman up. I think you just leave the Dirty 35 alone and reevaluate at a later date. I'm with you, uh, Victoria, Veronica. I might be drunk. Donald R., thanks, Kyle. Thank you, Notorious Free. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you, freaking cards. Thank you. Martinez Hook to postseason cards. I'm with you. PMW says, what about me? PMW, we love you, baby. To Sheldon Mysterio, we love you, baby. 
victory. So that's it. That is Prospects After Dark on a Monday night. An hour and 15 minute or so episode. Uh, again, for all of my Birds on the Black family, thank you. For all of my Prospects After Dark family, thank you. Uh, this was a hell of a Monday night experience. Let's go Cardinals. Let's beat them Padres. Uh, and let's have some fun in the process. Uh, if you've watched this, you're part of the resistance. Uh, as Cardinals fan 22 says, maybe this is the, the thing to leave with. Um, this series is going to be fun as hell. I am with you. Uh, if you're a baseball fan, look, watching the Padres is an adventure and a fun thing uh, regardless. So enjoy that. Uh, if you watch this, you're a part of the resistance. They're good for an Eric Thomas. Uh, love you, 68 Inches and Ugly, uh, as our good friend Eric Thomas coined. Uh, and, again, family, we're in the playoffs, and this is where you hunt. So, as always, family, happy hunting. Go Cardinals. Beat the Padres. Let's have some fun. Somehow we got to the playoffs in the 2020 season. Let's enjoy it.